just a heads up. A few mild curse words are uttered during this episode. Hey, everybody. It's season two of the Glorious Things podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Shannon. We're so glad to be back for season two, and we're glad you're here. Here's what's on our mind today. Has the church become an idol? Do y'all feel alone out there like we do sometimes? Is the church really in decline? And will Ashley ever stop obsessing on TikTok? The answer is no. Uh, (laughs) Where is the hope in the midst of all these questions and more? We're all in different stages of untangling ourselves from beliefs we took on at some point in our lives. We welcome you no matter where you are on the journey. Know that you're loved and included and welcome at our table. Here we go. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Shannon. (laughs) Is that back? We're back. (laughs) Season two. Woo! Yeah, we're back. We weren't sure we would be. It's been a few months. Yeah. But here we are. Chaotic Uh, months, but here we are. Chaotic and... Do you want to talk about where you're recording from in your little story? Sure. Not I little. Mean, it's been a big story. So I erased the summer episode, which ended up being the only summer episode because I was way too emo on it. <laughs> because so I think the last time we we recorded mm-hmm. was June that we actually released a recording because okay. we did an episode in July and it just I was it was right after Janice got yeah. in hospice, I think. Yeah. So anyway, um, everybody knows oh, we've had a lot of deaths in the family mm-hmm. the last couple of years. In the last 11 or 12 months, we've had four. Yeah. And the last one was July 31st mm-hmm. after. But my Aunt Janice, who we're very close to, mm-hmm. just like the others, I think she got diagnosed with lung cancer in March or April. Yeah, that sounds and right. And by July 31st, she died. Mm-hmm. And the same week, she was in hospice for three weeks and a few cousins and my mom and me we all took shifts taking care of her Mm -hmm. here where we're recording in this house yeah and at the same week that she went into hospice so about two or three weeks before she died we had a call from our landlord we've rented a house for like six or seven years and they said they're selling the house and Mm -hmm. it sold within like four weeks Uh, yeah yeah and we are now in Thank God our family has a carriage house apartment that we're renting, but Mm -hmm. they're going to be selling this. So we don't know where we're going to live. We -hmm. can't afford anything in Savannah. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so it's still really not fun time. Yeah. I'm in a better headspace than I was. That's why we're now recording season two, because I want to get out of my own Mm, headspace and talk to other people and mm-hmm. have conversations with you because you've been doing something different too than you were doing when we last recorded. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I've seen her maybe twice in the last two and a half months, uh-huh. which is very odd. Yeah. I have been working. Uh, so my day gig was, I don't want to say taken away from me, but my baby moved. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started doing the night nursing thing again. And I had at one point six babies. She's been working six and seven nights. A yeah. Week. Six to seven nights a week. A so nights a week. Yep. And so I carved out last night and tonight. Yes. Um, I'm so happy. And then I'm back at it. <laughs> so God bless America. So it's just been busy. You, you've been busy moving. And yeah. We moved for like a solid month. Yeah. Because we were working. Right. And we were. I was homeschooling and we were trying to move on weekends and pack and get out, put stuff in storage, get it up here. So we've, and you've been doing six, seven nights a week. So it's been insane. And here we are. But here we are. I'm really happy we're back. I'm really happy people still want to listen. So should we talk about what we're starting off with today? Our conversations always go in a lot of different I mean, they just go where they go. They really do. What's on your mind? So what's on my mind? I've been thinking about, I mean, come on. In the last few <laughs> months, I have continued to obsessively listen sure. to other mm-hmm. podcasts 
Mm-hmm. Some deconstruction Christian ones, some not mm-hmm. deconstruction Christian ones that aren't too difficult to listen to for me. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and also a lot of like the Hillsong one just came out. Another yeah. one. Yeah. And then there's one. It's not a Christian one. And it's uh, Was I in a Cult? Yeah. And it's fantastic. <laughs> And they've got people. So I've been listening and I've been listening to more of the Hillsong and the Southern Baptist and all the church view stuff come out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm still always thinking, what are we doing? Like, yeah, th- I have to be honest that what I wanted to want to really talk about today that's been in my head and I'll kind of go through some points so we can talk about whatever you want. If you have other ideas, let's talk about it. Okay. Nothing set in stone, <laughs> but um through listening to people who are in church still mm-hmm. trying to defend it trying yeah. to hold it together. Mm-hmm. They they rallied around to protect the church instead of the human beings. Yeah. The church uh, yeah. as an entity. Yeah. Um, I have had this question, has the church become our idol? Mm. So that's that's kind of where I've been thinking. But I have to say that even since we recorded, I've had some really hardcore times of losing my faith again. Mm-hmm getting it back again because I, I felt God's presence when I mm-hmm. couldn't feel anything else. Mm-hmm. One day and literally one day I thought, I think I don't believe in God anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. because I feel really abandoned, I yep. feel really afraid and I'm freaking ticked. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I of course kept talking to him, even though I was thinking, I don't believe in him and yeah. I'm still talking to him. And I just burst into tears by myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is horrible. Not because I felt bad for thinking it, but because I was like, what if I don't believe? What if he's yeah. not there? Yeah. And then I was like, get, get, be still. And just the same as when Missy died. Mm. The reason I came back is because the only thing that gave me peace was that a, his presence showed up. Yeah. Like a tangible, shocking Oh my mm-hmm. God, you're here. And I don't know how else to, but I, I think at this point, that's where my faith is. Mm-hmm. I still believe Jesus, but he's it. I don't even know. Yeah. All I know is that he's the one who showed up when I was like, Oh my gosh. And it's been mm-hmm. over and over again. And it hasn't always because I would like to know that presence a lot more. Sure. But I'm past that, not because I'm scared to not believe something, but because it actually, he actually, I literally was being still and just heard, it's okay, Mm -hmm. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. And I felt a lifting of that heaviness. And I'm like, okay, you're the one who came to me after Missy died. I understand. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because it brought me peace. So I'm in a different place because I feel really, sometimes I'm, angry sometimes i'm just like well he does stuff for other people not me yeah sometimes yeah. i'm i'm scared oh my god are we gonna not have a home yeah. sometimes um none of the people we prayed for from my sister right to larry to royan i didn't know dana was sick none of us did i don't right. know why he passed away none of us do but and then janice none, nobody mm. got healed no uh and yet I still feel love when I sit still. It is like such a, I don't, paradox isn't the word I'm looking for, but it just is so like a mixed bag of so many emotions Mm. to have, to, to be surrounded by so much pain and, and still having some hope and still hearing that voice in your heart and in your head. It's a, it's just so many emotions all at one time. It's a lot. It's It's overwhelming. It's survival mode constantly for sure. Yeah. And I didn't even want to, I did want to do this because I'm, I think Mm -hmm. like you've said before, it's therapy. Oh, for absolutely. Perfect Mm -hmm. explanation of it. It's total therapy. It's good. It does help us work out where we're at. Mm. And I th- I hope it helps other people work out where they're at. Yeah. Even if I don't care if it's the same place as us. And I think I, I just thought for a while, I don't have anything to give anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if I'm doubting. I just thought I, 
I don't have anything right now for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Barely yeah. for my kid and husband and friends. Sure. But yeah, I am glad we're back. I think there's important questions. And I think getting out of my own like psyche, out of my own world. Like your own world. Yeah. That's so yeah. heavy. And hearing from you, because we have had a couple of lunches and we yeah. text and stuff, but you know, I'm excited to hear where you're at and just kind of keep asking questions because yeah. what I do know from people I, in the last few months have talked to that we know, mm -hmm. or that I grew up with, or that I've seen on online, on social media, I know that people are still either being stirred mm -hmm. while they're still in uh, that setting of church or religion. Yeah. And they're asking questions. And I feel like people need to know that they have permission to feel that. Yeah. And I also know there are a lot of people who are out of it that we didn't even know. You told us about David that yeah. I hope he'll be on. Yeah. And I mean, we've had no clue that some of these people that you grew up with that I yeah. knew from, from back in this, the Southern Baptist days were in not the same, but, but they've had their own. Yeah untangling of religion uh, yeah so yeah. i think it's going to be good to keep asking questions mm -hmm. I, I i have some stuff we have i have some points i wrote down but we mm -hmm. honestly do not just have to go through that but yeah. i was just kind of saying okay is the church an idol we mm -hmm. have always been told growing up one of the ten commandments right happened uh, the gods yeah. before me right don't have idols mm -hmm. and i always thought in my head when i was little that doesn't you know like i thought of the romans or the greeks that have the wooden idols and then i as i as i got older i was like okay well lots of things can be idols right mm -hmm. like anything don't taking your attention off jesus or off yeah. god or something like that yeah. what would you say would would be like what we were taught was an idol yeah, or, or anything well i was always taught anything that like what you were saying anything that took your attention and focus off of jesus so what's really interesting to me oh okay so what's really interesting to me mm -hmm. is that our hobbies the things that we love to do that are in our heart that we find joy and we're passionate about we are told that is an yeah, idol you're you're made to almost feel like right it's wrong. It's wrong. Or you put it before God if you're excited about it or something. Yeah. And it is particularly an idol if it happens on a Sunday or a Wednesday night. <laughs> Don't interfere with the system. That was, uh, let me just tell you, in youth group growing up, I heard from my youth pastor, if you're playing club ball, if it's taking you away on my Sundays goodness. and Wednesdays, that is an idol. You need to be here at church. Then what does that make the church? Like if I'm at church all the time, every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night You're visitation, okay. Wednesday night Bible study, and Saturday special Bible study for really special yeah. people is how, but I'm not. But that doesn't matter. You're I'm just, doing the things that are approved of. Right. Even but that's not, not by idol. works. You need to do works. Right. Exactly. So, I'm so glad you said those things. Yeah. That's very helpful. Good Lord. Yeah. So then my next question that I kind of wrote down is what type of idolatry is practiced in society today? What you uh, got? Political parties. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Celebrities. Mm -hmm. Christianity has its own brand of Christian celebrities that are lifted yeah. up on a pedestal. Yep. There's just a lot of things. Any, any that you can think of that we have as idols? Oh, man. So everything you said, for sure. I really have a hard time getting past the political stuff because we're in an election cycle right now and it's Gosh, so obnoxious yes, to me of the ads. and I just I can't stand them. Um, I know, but we are so, yeah, we idolize our political parties and unfortunately there really only are two yeah. main ones and it baffles me how we, choose to listen to we love our echo chambers yeah. on either side yeah we have a hard time wanting to see anything anything that is other yes. than what we believe or what we've been told to believe yes. or what our political party says is yes. what we should believe anything other than that is wrong and bad and horrible and evil 
yep. and dangerous and we should be scared. We really need to be scared. And that really ticks me off. Yeah, that's crazy. That ticks it? me off. Yeah. And nothing is about Jesus anymore. Right. Or what? So you've got like Christian nationalists and Christian progressives and people that say Jesus was a socialist or a communist. Yeah. And people say that Jesus was, you know, more like uh, a Catholic or a Presbyterian or yeah. whatever. You whatever know? you're, you're just trying like, to say. Good was. Lord. It's just too much. We all make them in our own image, basically, instead of it being the opposite way around. So that's my thing is we also make Jesus into into our image. So if you are an evangelical living in the South and you're a fundamentalist, then Jesus looks like you. Mm -hmm. And if you're a progressive, mm -hmm. then Jesus looks like you. Yeah. And I think he didn't look like any of us. No. <laughs> so I, I think we like mess up when we do that. I think that's our biggest idol in America. Yeah. I mean, not maybe not our biggest, but like One during, of the big this, ones. during the selection cycle, it feels yeah. that way. So let's talk about uh, a few ways the church may have become an idol. Like in what ways? Mm -hmm. You tell you what do you have right now? I have um, service to the church itself is the first thing I wrote down. Yeah. That there's always dissension among, not always, that's not fair. There is a lot of times dissension among the congregation. Well, that's, that's fair to say always. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say that you can tell that it's, it's an idol slash manipulative leadership. If you hesitate or are not allowed to ask questions. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a God who said, come on, let us reason together. Mm -hmm. Our identities are wrapped up in our churches. Yeah. It's denomination, it's programs, how many times you attend the missions, how much money you raise, mm -hmm. how many bring a friend to church Sundays, you accompany and bring people with you status in church. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely popularity clicks oh, in churches that people take a lot of pride in yep. their status in the church is people who give a lot of money or people who, have, mm -hmm. who influence the pastor mm -hmm. or people who are on a committee. Yep. And to me, that's all putting a system of religion mm -hmm. before the living Jesus. Mm -hmm. We talk about him. We pray to him. We sing songs about him. We preach about him. Mm -hmm. But if you took that, I think that's what happened during COVID. If you took that away, yeah, it baffled a lot of people. Yeah. As well as thinking back to when I was at, at our church and mm -hmm. people would just something as simple as stop running. This is the Lord's house. Yes. All the time I heard that. And um, I, I'm like, yeah. um, actually, no, it's not. The fact that you think that this building is mm -hmm. is a place where God lives, yeah. go back to mm -hmm. David and have the ark here then. I mean, we are Jesus's house. Yeah. Not a building. Run around. We love our pretty buildings though, Shannon. Yeah. So know? those are just some things. I think what we've seen with the abuse that's come out in the church mm -hmm. in from Hillsong to Southern Baptist to yep. Catholicism, when you circle the wagons and protect this entity, mm -hmm. you've lost the plot. Oh, yeah. We experienced it ourselves yep. when we, what did I, 38, 48 different Southern Baptist churches around and one answered us. Yeah. When they did not even address the fact that there had been 800 something abuses that came to light over the yeah. last 25, 30 years. I can't remember that the we know about that we know about. Yeah. That to me mm -hmm. means you're protecting mm -hmm. a business or um, a kingdom. Mm -hmm. And you've missed the point. Kingdom is a good word. There was for no, it. I'm sure there was in some places, but it seems like it's already been swept under the rug. Well, we're done talking about Nobody it, right? Talks about Move it. on. It's done. So yeah. to me, anything that's an idol is something that you protect, I would say, that you mm -hmm. would fight for and protect mm -hmm. 
more than anything else. And what we see with our own eyes is that that happens with the church. Yeah. Time and time again, from mm -hmm. just one church, like the one you went to where people said, this is my pastor, blah, blah, blah. And they would uh -huh. fight and forget about Jesus and his spirit and the, the attitude that you're supposed to go about this or come let us talk together and let's, can we, can we figure this out? Can we listen to one? No, there's none of that. It's territorial. Mm -hmm. And that's an idol to me. Yeah. Anything else? Those are just some of my thoughts. Mm. Hold on. Let me think. <laughs> I know. Is, I'm putting you on the spot. This is big. Well, I was thinking about it yesterday. So this is a little off subject, but I will bring it around. Bring I think it around I'll bring it around town. <laughs> I'll bring it back. There is a girl on TikTok, and she is a small business owner. She has like 13 employees. It is her business, but because of her business model, they all have ownership in it in a way. And she, first of all, everyone makes the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. The goal. How's that work? Because they split the profits with everyone equal. Oh, okay. equal. Okay. So everyone makes the same amount. So she is the owner of the company and the CEO. She makes the same amount as the intern that takes pictures for them. All right. They all make the same amount of money. They have the best insurance. It's a two, I think it's a two and a half to $3 million wow. a year. Like that's what the business makes. But because she wants to take care of people, mm -hmm. she's saying, I want us all to make good money, mm -hmm. to make enough money to live off of and enjoy ourselves, to pay off some of our stuff, to go on vacations. And if we can make extra, then we will all decide what we're going to do with it. Right. They all vote and they all decide on the direction of the company. Right. Now, I don't know the details of it. Right. I've heard her twice. Right. She's shown up in my for you right, page. Right, right. I'm not saying on a large scale that this would work well, but I'm saying that these are little like micro is microcosm the right word I'm trying I to think. say. Of things that you can implement to a degree on a larger scale. And and like a church is a business, you're putting your money into buildings and land. Yeah. Which in turn actually does make you profitable, yeah. not on paper, but then your value, the value of your land and your yeah. buildings is increasing every year. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these big, like the LDS church or Scientology, I know that's a cult, but like, they're buying land yeah. and they're building buildings. Right. And so they're figuring Hillsong ways it. around it. They yeah. have property Hills all over the oh world. Oh my God. Yeah. Hillsong did it. Yeah. They're finding ways around this nonprofit status. I also think all churches um, tax exempt status should be taken. Away. I absolutely agree. Just saying. Absolutely. And instead of hiding their money in land and buildings, yeah. why can't they say we've had a really good year? How are we going to help out people? Yeah. Who are the people in our church that need to be helped? Yeah. Who are the people, are the people in, people our in our community? Right. Yeah. In the neighborhood who needs to be helped? How can we help yeah. people instead of growing a building, buying more land, yeah. Why don't you help people around you? Like yeah. what this chick is doing. Like I remember back in the day, this is 25 years ago. They wouldn't let the kids in to get a drink from the water fountain from the neighborhood who were playing on their basketball right. hoops. And they told mm -hmm. someone in my family who worked there, mm -hmm. bulldoze the basketball hoops down so they won't play with them. Yep. And he said, no, you do it. And they didn't. And it's stuff like yep. that. <laughs> you just spent a million dollars on an activity stupid building uh -huh. that was a big fight with some of the people that they then when they Huge. disagreed with building that building i was they one said, of them why don't you help yeah the community yeah they told them to leave mm -hmm. so that stuff's weird and it's idle like yeah, yeah. that's you i think one of my around. big things yeah, i was getting town. there and then my uh, my next little thought that i had was why does it matter to any of us non-believers other religions christianity itself me and you our families our friends why does it matter if the church has become an idol i mean honest question how does that affect it us how does that affect us what who cares why does it matter because of the way we treat each other mm. because it it when church becomes an idol then our friends and family who are in it it turns a little bit culty mm -hmm. 
because we not not so much anymore but you know you're losing out on time with friends and with family because they have to be at the church doing mm-hmm. the work of the church because it makes them see everyone else's other yes and it solidifies and encourages them to see people as other yes and i think it disillusions people yeah believers and unbelievers mm-hmm You've got people right now who've never set foot in the church who mm. can't stand it yeah. because of the BS mm. that they see on the news about it mm-hmm. or how people have treated them or the youth pastor sleeping with yep. an underage kid or the pastor stealing money. Mm-hmm. And you've got people who have their priorities wrong yeah. as Christians. Yeah. I guess they are, you know, I'm sure a lot of them are. <laughs> But you have people who now that is their view, that is their only view of the living Jesus, and mm-hmm. that's not the living Jesus. Right. So it disillusions people before they even think about it, and it disillusions yeah. people who are in it, mm-hmm. who get burned out and wounded. And it's like that's why the church shouldn't be an idol, because you yeah. use up people and spit them out, mm-hmm. well, and you judge yep. people who haven't even come in the door. Yeah. It's really, really the most unchristlike thing I can think of. It's toxic. It's toxic. Yeah. And then I also said, how does that affect our view of God and our minds and spirits and everyday lives? It completely affects it for me. It's been affecting me for mm-hmm. 30 years with it. Mm-hmm. The way I view God is always, well, not always, but it was always through a Southern Baptist colored lens. Yeah. Because that's what I was told God was like. Yeah. And I was indoctrinated into it. Yeah. And so I saw the world through a Southern Baptist lens. I could only read the Bible through a Southern Baptist lens. I, I couldn't, you know. Yeah. I think, I think a better way to explain the church as an idol is you protect it as a system, but mm-hmm. also you put the laws and the rules above people. Yeah. If you believe still which I do that he's alive and that he is love itself. Mm. You are freaking missing out. Why do this? Why yeah. build your own damn kingdoms? Yeah. Here he is, but don't, he doesn't force himself on you. Don't you feel so much better now that you're not in the system? Oh yeah. Like it's so much more freeing as horrible as all this time has been in the last couple of years, the last few months, I'm, so relieved that I have a more healthy, even when mm-hmm. I feel abandoned, right? Even when I'm not sure if he cares, mm-hmm. even when I'm in that woe is me or yeah. fear, the bottom line is now I actually underneath it all. The reason I can yeah. sit still and hear him is because I actually believe he loves me. And I never knew that. Yes. Because if you had been in the system Everything that has been going on in your life is either because of sin in your life or God is testing you. There has to be an explanation for it. And now that you're out of it, there doesn't have to be an explanation. Life just sucks sometimes and it's hard. Yeah. And And on the flip side, I don't know why he hasn't healed the people we prayed for. And I've been frustrated and sad, really angry some, but it hasn't been a major issue in the sense that I feel like a failure. Mm. It's just been, I don't know, but now I know that you are love. Mm-hmm. So even in my desperate time of darkness or this time, mm-hmm. the bottom line is I know that I know that I know that he's good, mm-hmm. which even in the midst of the doubt and stuff is a foundation that's so much better yeah. than feeling that it's, because I'm not worthy or because it's mm. something I've done. And that's what happens when you make people a slave to the system. And that's what yeah. happens. You know, my other thing, I don't know if this matters or not, or something you want to talk about <laughs> what you got a couple of things. One is why is it, why is this important for people who are coming out of religion or deconstructing or just beginning to realize they have legitimate questions about their faith. And I think we've just covered that. Yeah. It's important because you got to get your, your your shit together. So you have to like focus on what is. You got to have a shift in your yeah. how you view things, mm-hmm. 
outside of the laws and yeah. rules and regulations. And once you get outside right. of it, you have that freedom. You, it's a paradigm shift that yes. you have to have. Yes. Yeah. Um, another thing I found, there's an article by the Wall Street Journal that was from February of 2020, I think, mm -hmm. that was called, Thank God, American Churches Are Dying. Oh, gosh. How did I miss that one? And I found it, and I was like, ooh. Let me see if I can find yeah. it again here. Uh, this, yeah, February 20th, 2020 by Eric Anderson in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, wow. Um, it's talking about thousands of churches are fretting about the inevitable decline of faith in American life. Mm -hmm. Congregational demise is troubling, but underreported data suggests that fear of a secular secularizing America may be overwrought. A religious renewal could be on the horizon. Hmm. So last night, let me read the whole thing. But basically yeah. it's talking about a lot of the old school denominations are dying. Yes. But what's happening is that a lot of people are moving into the big mega churches, right. Right. which we all know yeah. that ain't any better. So I have thoughts on this. Please tell um, me. Because it was, somebody was talking about it the other night, I think on TikTok, because mm -hmm. as we all know, I have gotten on TikTok and I'm kind of in <laughs> love with it. Uh, but they were talking about this very thing about small churches are dying, but we're, but we have all these mega churches and there was a conversation between some of the commenters and the very interesting thing that I noticed growing up. And I think you probably did too, mm. is that when our church grew, it was not new believers. It was members from other churches joining our yeah, church. That's true. You're right. Because we, for a minute there, were like one of the little mega church back in the nineties. It was like us, church across the street, and then Calvary. Yeah, Calvary, Savannah Christian, and yeah. us. Yeah. We're like the three big churches in Savannah. Yeah. And so what happened is you've got these people are just moving from church to church. We right. weren't necessarily gaining right. new believers. No. Small churches are shutting down. But it down. makes us feel good. It makes us and feel we good. And we go on a mission trip to, I don't know, Africa once a year. New Mexico. South, South, yeah, yeah, whatever. Honduras is a yeah. big one. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So it's not like we're gaining new believers. We're yeah. gaining churches that are closing. We're gaining those That's people right. or people who moved from another city. That's right. That was all any new friends I made. They already went to church somewhere else. Right. They just joined our church right. or they moved from another city. city like me. Yeah. Like you. Like our family. Yeah. So that, that right there. And that was in the nineties when I, yeah. looking back thinking, we didn't get a lot of new believers. Yeah. And I think, I think we've said this before last season, but during COVID I was, they were like the churches and I was like, yeah. good. Yeah. Let it die. This is a sick, this is a sick body, man. It is because the real church, the real people, mm -hmm. us, no matter where we're at on our journey, mm -hmm. we're in him. Yeah. We belong to him. We always have. That's what we've, we're figuring out. Yeah. I got to read you something that I, William Paul Young said. Please do. Love, I love, love, love it. Where is it? So we think that Jesus came to save us from God the Father. Mm. And that becomes our theology. In our mm -hmm. minds, God the Father needs sacrifice, needs appeasement, needs mm -hmm. justice. And Jesus loves us. Yeah. And then he says, it took me a good 50 years to wipe the face of my father off yeah. the face of God. Yeah. Wrong belief. Jesus saves us from God. Instead of Jesus revealing God as Savior. Right. And that's the yeah. bottom line. We grew up in that. And I'm like, yeah. let that belief system die. Exactly. Let the church door shut. Because if we're still preaching that Jesus saves us from this wrathful God mm -hmm. because we are scum. Yeah. Which is what we were taught. Yeah. We are sinners who mm -hmm. do not deserve this. Nope. We but suck. he so loved us. We suck. Yeah. But he loved <laughs> us. So he died. And yet the real thing that Jesus came to do was to reveal God as the one who saved us. Yeah. As the one who made us, as the one who has gathered us in and yep. we are a part of himself and we right. never have not been. Right. Our minds just have been lied to. Right. Right. Yep. And to me, that needs to go. Mm hmm. There, you. Mm -hmm. I don't even think that revival, as a lot of Christians talk about it, I think it's right up there at this point with 
waiting for Jesus to come back in the rapture. Yeah, those two things, revival and the rapture. Revival is, to me, reviving is when something that's dead wakes up. It starts with the freaking church, not yeah. people outside the church getting saved. So we are waking up and we're leaving we the church. We are. To me, this is the revival. <laughs> this is. Yeah. If this you want to call it that, because I don't think that's in the Bible. No, I don't think, I don't, it's not. But if I'm we're talking like, about it. Yeah. Let that go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, that, that article was really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a, I have a, a quote from Brennan Manning that is oh, pretty badass. Okay. Yeah. Rome is burning. Jesus says, drop your fiddle, change your life, and come to me. Let go of the good days that never were, a regimented church you never attended, mm -hmm. traditional virtues you never practiced, legalistic obedience you never honored, and mm -hmm. a sterile orthodoxy you never accepted. The old era is done. The decisive inbreak of God has already happened. I love that <sighs> so much. And to me, where that. I'm at right now, mm -hmm. in all the chaos, in all the sadness, mm -hmm. in all the I don't know where we're going to live, yeah. He's right here and he's always kind, mm. always loving, always saying, listen. And when I actually do, mm -hmm. I have peace. And if there's anything that's bigger than that, I don't know what it is. Damn. I don't know what it is. I think that people who are burned out and don't even know if they believe anymore just need to be hugged. Yeah. Like here's a big hug through the microphone because I wish I could hug you, but it's like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You haven't failed anything but a stupid system that wanted to keep you in mental uh, slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So be at peace because he's not mad yeah. at you for doubting. He's not mad if you, if you don't believe. I mean, I you don't, don't. You don't have believe. to decide right now. Yeah. Just be on your journey. Right. With the thought in the back of your head that you're already included and loved and accepted. Mm -hmm. And that's the real Jesus. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't want to believe in him, I hope you have that peace because you're not going to get it from what we go to every Sunday. No, definitely so, not in evangelical spaces. No. I'll say that. Oh, I fun story. Somebody said, there's a TikTok. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to be quoting TikTok like all Quote it, girl. Like all day here. There's this girl TikTok. on TikTok and she said, to all the evangelicals out there, how's it going in the Episcopal Church now? <laughs> for, for all the evangelicals who have deconstructed, right. how's it going in the because they've got Episcopal Church now? Apparently, and this is funny because I, this is me, a lot of deconstructing evangelicals wind up in yeah, Episcopal spaces. Wow. Yeah. And I thought that was fa fascinating. That's and amazing. A lot of the commenters, and I was one of them, said, oh, my gosh, that's me. No way. Yeah. That's pretty so I thought cool. that was funny. So that's why I say, like, not in all spaces. Right. Right. But well, I was talking with my mom the other day, and she said that my dad, he said, I miss having that friendship and fellowship. And I'm like, I do, too. Mm -hmm. It's not I that do I don't yeah. miss the yeah. things that were the, the real friendships that I still have now almost 30 years later. That's good stuff. Right. Right. You've been yeah. through hell and high water and joyous things and, and tragic things yeah. for 30 years now. And the people I grew up with, I did that, you know, all mm -hmm. those years. And it's like, those are the real treasures mm -hmm. from, from our time in that system. Yeah. So it's not that I don't miss having, I, I feel very lonely in the spot that I'm in, not talking mm -hmm. about the physical stuff going on in our house. And it's not just, you and I have talked about this. We're pretty mm -hmm. much it now Yeah, that we have. And there might yeah. be one or two others that we can talk to. But yeah. that's the, I do miss that as well. It doesn't mean there weren't there aren't good things. Yeah. It means as a whole, it sucks mm -hmm. the life out of you more than it gives you life. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. One of the big problems is that it it is so draining. It will take the establishment will take more from you than it ever gives you. Yeah. And, and it'll spit you out when you and can't do yeah, it anymore. And it's done. When you need time, when you need a break, then it's done with you. When you, you have you. questions. Yeah, done. But the real friends don't go mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah, I do miss things about it. There's mm -hmm. no way that I would say that I don't. That's mm -hmm. There's a few, not a ton, a few. And it's the people. Yeah. It's the people. We the church. We had really lovely people in yeah. our lives. Yeah. That but it's us always associated with the establishment yeah. 
And there are, and I looked online because somebody said that there's something called, and I don't think it's called Sunday mornings, but there is something nationwide. And I told you this. Yeah. You um, mentioned something like this. Yeah. Where they meet on Sundays and there are a bunch of deconstructing Christians. Yeah. That's, that's so love, interesting. I know that love being together that are craving community yeah. that don't have it anymore. Yes. And so there are spots and you can go online to their website, which I need to find. I'll, I'll see if I can find yeah, it. Yeah. And you can see if there are any in your area. Now, the closest one to us, I think, is Atlanta. Always. I don't think there's any even one there's in Jacksonville. Not here, yeah. But there are these there things are starting to come up. There are starting people are starting to to realize that no, we're not alone. Yeah. And there are more of us out there. But Which it's almost so like who's gonna be good. the first to like take that big step yeah. and say, Hey, local friends, yeah. like put a post on Facebook or you know, Instagram and say, Hey, we're going to meet at my house or the local we're all gonna park. Have or yeah. Picnic or yeah. whatever, just to have people just have community yeah, and hang out. And so you get that camaraderie with people who have gone through what you've been through. It's almost like, like group therapy. Actually, <laughs> it's like group therapy. Actually, probably. I think it's true communion. Oh God. Yeah. That's why we crave it. I think because yeah. that's what we're made for. That's true communion. Gather together, break bread, love one another. Well, that made me emotional. Yeah. No wonder we long for it. Because he's here, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to preach a sermon. You don't yeah. have to talk about Jesus. You get together and you have that camaraderie and you, you break bread and have laughter and mm -hmm. chase kids around the park. And yeah. Whatever. And I think that is, I, it's a big hole. And I think that's more life changing than sitting in a pew on every Sunday yeah, being preached at. And something that's interesting to me is, especially our music in church, the reason that you can go to a concert of your favorite band and feel the same way you do when you're in church, when people are like, gosh, I feel like I just had church. Mm -hmm. Because music elicits an emo emotional response. Right. And there are certain chords and keys yep. that elicit an emotional response or give you a big dopamine push, yeah. which makes you feel something. Yes. And the reason that you can go sit in a pew on Sunday and have in a mega church with the smoke and mirrors mm -hmm. and the band and the leader in a skinny jeans singing these Hillsong <laughs> songs <laughs> and get emotional and then go to your favorite band, yeah. like Widespread Panic is right, coming right. to Savannah, to Savannah right. and go listen to them and have that same feeling is because it, that's what it's meant to do. Yeah. That's what music is meant to do. Yeah. And I think by default, music, I don't want to say it's manipulative, but music it just can, elicits a response. Can, well, I think it can be very healing. Yeah. And yes. it can be very, and because we were taught that emotions are wrong as well. Right. I was exactly. taught never trust your heart. Wait, no, what, can we wrong. just pause with that yeah. ridiculous bullshit? Yeah. Word for word. That is so confusing. It's so bad. You can never trust your Except emotions. Accept Jesus into your heart. He made you in his image. Yeah. But you can't trust your but emotions. don't trust your emotions. That's gross. That makes no What sense. if an adult does something inappropriate to you as a child or a yeah. teenager? Don't trust your emotions. They know what's better for you. Yeah. Don't trust your emotions when you feel something like something's not right about what that guy's preaching. Right. Don't trust your emotions. Yeah. It's a very handy tool. Yeah. Like your feelings don't matter. it's a very matter. dangerous one. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I do I too. I always hated that. I don't like it. Except when, except when you were singing and you got convicted because you For had the seventh time that, that month. That month. <laughs> and you went down the aisle and said a prayer to ask Altar Jesus into your heart. Number 752. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Because were you truly saved? Isn't it amazing the way that they can manipulate you? Yeah. But it's not a cult. No. There's no. There's nothing culty. No, nothing. There's no manipulation. No. Yeah. Well, I think <sighs> we both have have. I think we both have personal thoughts, and I don't even know if mine have completely formed on the fact that I don't necessarily. I did a test actually, and I told my mom this. Did this you? After I listened to one of the 
was I in a cult episode? Oh, yeah. And, Did you feel like you needed to? Well, no. They said there's a test on several. Okay. And one of the guys from like Jehovah's Witness and one of the guys from yeah. some Christian thing. They were like, yeah. I took this test in a magazine. I thought, oh, my God, I'm in, I'm in, a, in a cult. So I'm like, I'm going to find it. So I did. They And I took it. And it was, it said, you were in a place that had, it was higher on the side of yeah. leaning towards cult-like thinking. Yes. But yeah. it wasn't at all out But it wasn't cult. a cool on cult. And yeah. I was like, wow, the fact that it even is a little bit. A little bit really culty. disturbing. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it, yeah. Was, it was interesting. But yeah, I did that. And see, I think the true fellowship we long for, like we mm -hmm. talked about, true communion, is what we're mm -hmm. looking for when we go to play. We all want to belong. Yeah. We yeah. all need others. Right. We all are wounded. We all mm -hmm. need as Christians, you're told that you need the word. You need to hear somebody preach the word, that yeah. you need to to worship the Lord, that you need uh. to tithe, that you need sure. to especially that um, study have Bible study, that you need to do outreaches, that you need to go to youth group, that you blah 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 blah. And I think the wanting to belong is what pushes us into deeper into trying to do all those things mm -hmm. so that we can belong because it's a need. Yeah. But it was never supposed to be met like that. Yeah. And here we are. Oh, you guys. Okay, so I have to tell you about two people this week that I've told you, but I'm going to tell the podcast. <laughs> so when we met, we had lunch, and we were talking about community because of a Facebook post. When we met? When we met, yeah. At, at Spanky's? At Spanky's. Okay. And we were talking about the need for community. Yes. Because we that Facebook post. Yes. And I, <laughs> I follow this girl on TikTok. TikTok. I know. And once again, she is a local. She walks every day the streets of Savannah and oh, yeah. she it's she goes live and yeah. you can follow her. And it's called A Day in the Life of Corey. And Corey walks the streets of Savannah and I got on uh she came up in my FYP one day and I just followed her and I was like, oh I love Savannah. Like I love our city. Yeah. It's so beautiful and so I follow her and I do sometimes try and actually work out when she, because she's trying to lose weight. She's, she's got a goal. Yeah. We're just along for the ride. Right. And so she gives a history of Savannah and it's really fun. And so we were talking one day, she does something called like back porch chats mm. every night. And so you can just chit chat back and forth. Well, somehow I accidentally put in there that I did a podcast <laughs> And she was like, Oh, what's it about? And I was like, um, this might offend some people because it, because, because it, it's yeah, because it might. And she said, we need to talk. And I was like, okay. Great. So then she, she said, she's like, I'll be on your podcast. And I was like, Oh, I think I have a friend. Sweet. And then she made this post about when she was a, back in the day, when she was a fundamentalist, she went and saw the Duggars and she was like, oh, no. So, so the, Sheesh. yeah. So I was like, yes, we do. And I thought, oh my gosh, there is a, someone here there's local. Someone else. So there's Shannon and someone else. Yeah. And her name is Corey. Yeah. Then I'm on the phone with my daughter's speech teacher. Yeah. She called me. And I honestly do not know how we got on this topic. I don't know how. But somehow I brought up that I did a podcast yeah. with you. Yeah. And she said, oh, what's it about? And I told her. And she said, oh, we need to talk. There I, are so many people. That's in one been, week. Yeah. She says, I haven't been to church in three months. Bless her. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it's like, they're, they're, we're out there, but it's so scary. It's so scary. It's to such like, a private individual it. thing yeah. when you've been told or right. even when you haven't been, you've soaked mm -hmm. in the fact that this is not something you do. Right. So you it, yeah. do it on your own and die a little more each day and uh, every, inside every day. Right. Yeah. And so that is yeah. awesome. So there are two that people, encourages me Shannon, so there are much. two more people in our city That's and they're awesome. lovely. Yeah. They're lovely people. So y'all go check out a day in the life of Corey. Oh, yes. I'll go ahead and give her a plug. Go follow her. Um, she's amazing and wonderful and fun. And she's another fellow deconstructor, heretic, apostate. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I saw something. Oh, I can't even remember. Something about a heretic. A heretic is only somebody who tells the truth too soon. Or yeah, something like yeah, that. Feels like, like that. Yeah, that's just awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because it's so lonely. Yeah, and a lot of y'all out there are like us, where you only have 
a Facebook community, a TikTok community, mm -hmm. a podcast community. That's all you've got. And you don't have anyone in your neighborhood, in yeah. your city, and you feel like you're alone. I, there are more of us out there. I know it. And by the numbers Statistically, themselves. Statistically, there are a lot. There are a lot of, of us. People. I love those stories. I do too. I didn't know that you'd said that to that woman that she said that back. Corey, is that her name? Yeah, Corey. I didn't know that. I yeah. knew that you, you told me about loving that and all yeah. that. That's cool. It was interesting. So I, I would There's love to have her on. And yeah. And so hopefully that's what we'll be doing in the future. Um, oh, yeah. Our friend David, we're I still gonna gas get on him here. on and gas. Poor so, Gaz, he's been waiting forever. He wrote the God awesome book. Him. I've got to give you the book. So yeah, you I can need to read, read the book. And we need to talk to him because he's got some really yeah. interesting thoughts as well. Yeah. I mean, I think those are some good, good thoughts we've gone through today. That was a lot. It is. It's good Doesn't though. I feel like a lot. I start therapy next week. Yeah. I actually <laughs> Real therapy. I actually emailed the therapist. I'm like, I'm high five. I'm just paying high five out of pocket. Good I don't job. care. I've got to I've got to get some, yeah. some Something. therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Get get it out of my own head. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Well, thank you for listening. As always, we love you. We're so yeah. happy you're listening. Please email us. Yep ideas if you guys have ideas if you have topics you want us to cover if you have questions or if you just want to say hi yeah we're here we're happy you're here mm -hmm. and we hope that you get something out of it yeah you guys take care of yourselves take care of each other yeah peace out Things podcast was made in every way by me, Shannon Reddy, and Ashley Simmons. The music is by Lewis Lyon, and it's called Quietly Hopeful. You can email us at gloriousthingspodcast at gmail.com, and you can check out our website at gloriousthingspodcast.com. Thanks for being here for our second season, and hang in there, even when it's rough. We're loved. We're loved.